Quantum itself is a combination of Bitcoin and Ethereum technology. From Bitcoin, we derive the basic transaction architecture blocks. From Ethereum, we have smart contract functionality. So how does it compare to Ethereum now? Because Ethereum already, already moved to proof of stake. How is the token initially distributed? How do you think the community should interact with the maximalist movement? Welcome, John. Very pleased to have you here. If you can introduce yourself and also uh, QTM like... Sure, and um, nice to be here today and talking with you. So thanks. Thank you for the invitation. My name is John Beiler, and I'm a senior researcher with uh, Quantum Chain Foundation. And I also have some management roles in our North American company, operating company. Quantum itself is about a five-year-old blockchain project now. It launched in um, September of 2017 with various test nets before that. It's been running for the last five years through a number of upgrades, uh, several hard forks, and uh, other improvements. Uh, Quantum itself is a combination of Bitcoin and Ethereum technology. So from Bitcoin, we derive the uh, basic transaction architecture blocks uh, and, and most notably the UTXO model for transferring value. And then from Ethereum, we have uh, combined smart contract functionality with the uh, Ethereum virtual machine. Currently, that's EVM1. So all the, the mechanics of smart contract execution with, with gas and, um, you know, being able to write smart contracts that can do virtually anything, uh, principally these days, NFTs. And um, we also last year uh, introduced some functionality to have delegated staking. I should also say just right at the start here that Quantum started as a proof of stake chain and has been running proof of stake uh, ever since. It didn't change, like, for example, uh, for Ethereum, it was a proof of work, then it changed it to proof of stake, but uh, for Quantum, it just started directly to proof of stake. So That's it's right. like a pioneer, yeah. actually, compared to others. Yes. I hear, like, uh, this fascinating idea when I was also researching about it, combining Ethereum and Bitcoin. It's a very interesting idea because both of them are very popular and obviously for uh, basic reasons, like they have actual good qualities in their utility. Uh, Ethereum like have a lot of advantages over Bitcoin uh, in a lot of aspects, like for example, as you mentioned, the proof of stake aspect right now, for example, and previously, obviously the smart contracts and whatnot. So how does it compare to Ethereum now? Because Ethereum already moved to proof of stake. So how, how would you compare the two? Yeah, so Ethereum did move to proof of stake. Uh, recently, uh, let me think. Uh, one one comparison I can make is uh, uh, so that um, a smart contract written for Ethereum can run virtually unchanged on on quantum chain. Uh, some of the uh, parameters need to be tweaked a little bit, but otherwise. Um, both blockchains run solidity language. So basically, uh, yeah, a developer makes an application like a decentralized application for Ethereum. It can basically uh, work seeming uh, seamlessly like on your blockchain as well. But yes, uh, but right. that that, that means there is like, for example, do you need also a bridge between the two, or how the, how does this work? For example, if someone wants to interact between the two blockchains, well, yeah, it would it would it would take a bridge, which um, 
there's some being worked on, but none set up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was trying to say there was that a solidity language smart contract could run could run um, on, on, on either blockchain. Uh, a difference is in the transactions per second. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though Ethereum recently switched to the beacon chain, uh, mm-hmm. since they don't have sharding operating, they're still running, I believe, in the same transactions per second range as mm-hmm. they have historically, which is in the, I don't know, 15, 20 transactions per second. You mentioned in the introduction uh, about the gas fees, like the, the, uh, that it has a similar gas fees structure, but uh, for the cost of the gas fees, everyone was complaining about Ethereum. And even now after the move, uh, I don't believe it has changed much in the cost. So yeah, is the, uh, is the QT, QT uh, I'm sorry, uh, should I say quantum or QTI, UM? Or quantum, we should say quantum. <laughs> so, so would quantum like uh, solve this issue? Because I know the guess the, the fees for the transactions is very low uh, on a, a quantum blockchain. But why do you think Ethereum doesn't follow this model? Is this like a, a technical challenge that has already been solved by Quantum, or this is just a decision, uh, matter of decision that Ethereum haven't made it? Like, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you make a very low transaction fees while using the similar technologies or a similar system to Ethereum's? Transactions fees are based on two things. I guess the the architecture of the the fee mechanism, and then also the um the amount of usage so if if blocks are being heavily used for smart contracts then the transaction fees will 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 go up Mm -hmm. um so when ethereum gets very busy the fees go very high and people have a lot of complaints about that similarly with quantum when we have some some busy some busy periods for airdrops or whatever then then our fees will go up as well we do have some interesting innovation with respect to gas fees. Uh, Quantum has some technology in the blockchain called decentralized governance protocol that allows us through smart contracts to change the gas pricing parameters. So if we are to find out that the minimum gas price or the maximum amount of gas per block is not working for us, or even the gas schedule, which mm-hmm. is the charge for individual transactions in a smart contract. If any of those aren't meet aren't meeting current conditions, we can using this decentralized government's protocol with a set of uh, four smart contracts. We can change those parameters to sort of fine tune the gas pricing structure in quantum based on the current market conditions. So because of this, this is obviously done automatically because of the smart contract. That That's right. It can be done without a hard fork. So it, it makes no, it, I mean, like it is, uh, the execution of such operation is automatic or does it have like a require manual intervention from the foundation? Uh, it, it does require a manual intervention through a voting process of, of uh, government's participants, governance participants. Um, but, but some other, um, how often does this process take place? Well, it could take place at any time. We we haven't used it yet. We have we've had some adjustments of block size in the history, and um, uh, we've had some adjustments of um, the block reward for the standard transaction fees, 
which is there, there's really but two parts of fees for the blocks. There's the governors, uh, governors, just like not only the foundation, but all, also the other validators on the on the blockchain. So it's a bit like yeah. democratic. Yeah, it, it, it could be set up that way. Yes, we haven't. Um, uh, but we haven't actually executed. We haven't needed to execute one yet. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So, so how about the the decentralization level of the blockchain? Uh, a lot of decisions maybe it's taken by the foundation, but how about the distribution? For example, for the token, how how is the token initially distributed between the foundation and other uh, shareholders or other stakeholders? Oh, that was in in twenty seventeen. Uh, let's see if I can remember that. Fifty one percent of the tokens were were uh, distributed in a crowd sale to the community so um a little over half of it was, uh, was distributed half. how about the other half uh the other half was a breakdown between uh early investors the development team and then um some maybe i forget the numbers exactly 19 percent was was used in in marketing and promotion and research sort of day-to-day so -day operations like is this fund for the marketing still available or it's already been used well they've been um they've been fully invested and fully deployed and, and they're still used by the marketing department uh, for uh, contests and promotions and things is there like a fund for development or like for developers yes there is yes and we have um uh, a program of grants that that we can use to provide for developers. So developers um, can, for example, uh, propose an app, and then they will get the, the grant if their app matches. Yes, yes, and there there were a number of those done in the uh, in the first wave of apps in twenty eighteen. Yes. How, how about for the like for the maximalist like because you see a lot of people newcomers to the space they will be fixated. For example, let's say on Bitcoin. And they will say smart contracts doesn't, for example, doesn't have uh, that much value in the in the world. We just need that asset. So, how how do you think uh, you, the community should interact with the, the maximalist movement? Do you ignore it and focus on the different uh, sector of the space, or is it is there, is there a chance to to also like expose uh, this this new newcomers to the space to other blockchains like Quantum? Uh, I'm not sure. Our the quantum blockchain has uh, value transfer mm -hmm. capabilities with with the coin, mm -hmm. and so it attracts uh, investors and traders. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fair, fairly active uh, 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 trading coin on on the big exchanges, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. then it also has smart contract capability for those users who 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 want who want that capability. I mean, for the adoption phase or the adoption strategy. Uh, does it focus on the uh, inside the, the crypto ecosystem? Like, for example, some blockchains, they would focus out, outwards. So they would search for uh, people who are really not exposed much to the crypto space or to the blockchain, and then they would bring them into the space. Or is it uh, focused on the, in, within the crypto space on uh, convincing like others about the qualities of quantum? I guess we've done both. Um, uh, we do a lot of our marketing to the crypto community, mm -hmm. uh, trade shows, conferences, we attend things like that. Um, and then some some other projects that are, are more outward facing. One of our current initiatives is through uh, coin market cap community where we've become, act, become active in uh, the forum, in, I think that's like a forum or something. Yeah, in, in, in the forums there. Yeah. So that's, that's a recent development from our marketing team. 
So how about the security of quantum? Is it uh, uh, like how does it compare, for example, to something like Ethereum or Bitcoin in terms of uh, because, for example, Bitcoin, people would argue like it's the most decentralized or like it has a lot of mining. And uh, on the Ethereum side, like for proof of stake currently, they would argue is the proof of stake that is slashing and uh, there is some security mechanism to ensure like no uh, no fraudulent activities on the network uh, or no scamming on the network. So how does it quantum uh, compare like from the security aspects or, or the mechanisms it employed to, to improve the security of the network? The, the basic security for the blockchain is all inherited from Bitcoin. So the same uh, code and mechanisms and functions uh, that control uh, private keys and wallets and transaction validation and all all of that um, is is taken directly from that that fork of Bitcoin and and we keep we we keep um, uh, quantum up to date with all the upstream developments for Bitcoin so it wasn't like a fork five years ago and then forget about Bitcoin but our developers are, are constantly updating quantum they're currently working on Bitcoin version twenty three to oh, add that. So any security fixes or features that are added to Bitcoin are also added to Quantum fairly quickly in our by, by our developers. The validation model and the smart contracts are only the ones taken from Ethereum, but for uh, but for the even I think for the validation mo model it was uh, previous to Ethereum you already had uh, the proof of stake, so only the smart contract was solidity. And then for the security and uh, the infrastructure or like the core development is, is based on the Bitcoin uh, open source. Uh, it's based on Bitcoin. And then the, the proof of stake mm -hmm. uh, algorithm uh, for consensus mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. derived from Blackcoin and before that Peercoin. So it's, uh, you know, has, has a long history uh, as well for proof of stake consensus. Interesting. So, so how do you see the future for quantum? Like, would it be like, uh, because I, I recently heard like, uh, I think maybe last year or so, or maybe two, two years ago, you had like a hard fork. So uh, do, you, do you foresee any uh, big announcement in the future, like for the development, or are you going to continue on the same uh, like model, like for example, uh, the upgrading or like matching Bitcoin score and continue on the same uh, trajectory? Or is there any any major updates upcoming? Yeah, we'll, we'll continue adding those new features from Bitcoin and, and Ethereum that um, that we need to but probably the bit the, the the biggest change now for us and other blockchains is um, uh, a shift to some some new markets and there's there's two there's two developments that associated projects are developing adjacent to quantum first one is a um, a company that's developing a metaverse game called moonland Mm -hmm. And um, uh, that that's going to be a, a multi-chain. Is it like an earn for play something? An earn for play project? I, I'm not sure that there will be some some tokens and rewards within the game. Mm -hmm. It'll be multi-chain, mm -hmm. uh, including including quantum. Mm -hmm. uh, that that project is 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 very interesting. Uh, what what they're what they're building out mm -hmm. with. Uh, 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 virtual uh, metaverse that players can play in, have blockchain objects, there'll be mm -hmm. NFTs and other blockchain um, uh, artifacts for that game. And then another project that started up recently, it will be a, um, a layer two uh, 
for quantum and and that project team um will will develop a, a bridge and then uh, a very fast cheap layer two uh maybe it's using uh you know zk technology to do very fast very cheap um what is transactions what is what is right. the technology? What is it? ZK technology? What you just uh, yeah, Z ZK. Uh, what is it? It's like a coin. I mean Zcash or something different. Uh, ZK Snarks is a way to uh, validate transactions with minimal information exchange. So there's 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 more calculations, cryptocurrency calculations that allow. Um, uh, zero proof so you can you can you can validate a transaction without providing very, very much external information about it so it's thought to be more secure and more private than say traditional uh, bitcoin or quantum transactions so in the so in the privacy aspect quantum is almost like bitcoin is it like for example uh, you can see the wallet can see the the transactions but yes exactly the, the transactions are I, I believe it's called synonymous yeah. um they're a little bit anonymous, but if you but you can see all the transactions and all the values, you're not sure who is doing it. But it, it's like Bitcoin in that regard, or I guess like Ethereum, it would be the same. So for the token itself, why do you think in the initial offering, like it, it was uh, basically offered as like a limited number, like compared to others, or maybe like unlimited? Yeah. So uh, again, Quantum follows the same model as Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. There is a maximum capped supply, mm -hmm. and every four years, the the issuance of new coins for the block rewards uh, drops in half. So mm -hmm. Quantum has had one one having now. Our inflation rate for those block rewards is very low compared to other chains. So it's around a half a percent. Yes, and that that will drop down every four years. It it becomes lower. Very nice. Yeah. I think but, that regard actually maybe, is better than Bitcoin currently because Bitcoin is still uh, haven't reached yet that level. Like uh, it's on track, but maybe uh, it's not as low because I think it's almost two percent or one point something for Bitcoin. Yes, most most blockchains are higher, and that that was one thing that Ethereum changed with their new fee architecture. Yes. Previously, yes. Ethereum had an uncapped supply, but also, and but right now, they, even even though they have the burning. They still like technically uncapped because you don't know uh, like there's not a definitive right. number because you know for example Luna uh, like if, if you heard about it like there was a blockchain that had uh, basically went into hyperinflation so yes in the beginning everyone was trusting that the protocol would just issue like a certain number of inflation or like a, a range of inflation but then it's because it's uncapped uh, in the code itself it uh, this might change at any time. So it's always safer. I feel uh, at least like when the coin have a limited fixed number. So interesting. But uh, do you think this is not going to hinder, for example, because for Ethereum, uh, some would argue that uh, when you have higher inflation, people will be spending it more. Uh, and definitely Ethereum people are spending it more, but maybe not only for this reason. But what uh, do you think it's, it's not going to hinder, like, for example, adoption of uh, quantum? Or it's not, not related? What do you think? No, I, I think I, I think our issuance schedule, which follows a pattern of Bitcoin, is very solid. It's very understandable. Mm -hmm. um, I've i blogged about it. Uh, we have a maximum cap supply, and everyone knows that there'll only ever be 108 million 
quantum, well, people that have studied it, um, the, the same number used for Bitcoin is 21 million. You know there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. So There's a few million uh, lost. Also, <laughs> like, uh, at least a bit more flexible, maybe because the number is a bit bigger. Uh, perhaps, yeah. yeah. You have like a, a same decimal um, uh, numbers. I think for Bitcoin, there is like the Satoshi. Where, so there's like 100 million for each Bitcoin. Uh, Satoshis, like like a division, like how you divide it. So one bit. So there's the there's like uh, a similar big division uh, ability for quantum. Same, same same exact mechanism for quantum. Yeah. So we have there are 100 million Satoshis also in on one quantum. quantum. Yeah. We it's the That's same. Right. We use the same uh, reference to if it's it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anywhere uh, where people can follow uh, your updates and also quantum updates? You mentioned they have a blog. Shout it sure. Um, the the blog is at. Uh, you can also send me the links. I'll link it in the description. Yeah, that might be better. I'll I'll send you uh, I'll send you a couple of links okay, that perfect. will. Um, that will uh, give give that info. Yeah, we blog on Medium. Also, I'll reference our new Coin Market Cap site mm -hmm. and uh, our our Twitter, which is at at QTUM. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, have a nice okay, day. thanks for your time. Take care.